What I do get sometimes, and I think this is quite common, particularly here in a South Australian Adelaide market, is people wanting to be under the radar. Or our work will speak for itself. We don't really need to go out and talk about it. We can be really shy here. If you're in startup phase, there's nothing better than going out with a bang and making people aware of what you're doing with the PR campaign and communication strategy. Mm-hmm. And that's not just placing you know, media coverage and being out there, it's having your social and digital media in place and starting to have great content to share with your audience. And there's never been a better time to do that now. You know, 10, 15 years ago, we really didn't have that you know, opportunity. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that delivers practical insights to help you unlock your brand story and supercharge your business. I'm Amelia Veal, small business owner and storytelling superhero. Here at Narrative Marketing, we are passionate about the power of telling stories to help us learn and connect and also to build business relationships that drive sales. If you're a small business owner or entrepreneur, you've probably typed into Google how to run your own PR at some point. Well, this podcast episode will help you answer that question. Former journalist and founder of O'Rourke PR, Rebecca O'Rourke is an expert in helping people to tell their story through public relations. Over the past decade, Rebecca has worked with brands and entrepreneurs to get them seen, heard and remembered. In today's episode of Be The Drop, we chat about the evolution of media, her own business story and Rebecca reveals some top tips for dealing with negativity towards your brand. This is Rebecca's version of Be The Drop. To deliver you with even more value from this podcast episode, we have created a Facebook group called Brand Storytelling Superheroes. Join the group today to access our free Goal Setting for Business program, where we share lots of awesome resources to help you build your business success. So jump over to Facebook and look up Brand Storytelling Superheroes or access the group via the link in the episode show notes. Well, thank you so much for joining me back on our next episode of Be The Drop. Hi, Amelia. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Beautiful day. We're at Paracombe Wines. Stunning, isn't it? I love this place, yeah. And we get to talk storytelling. So I'm very excited to hear all you have to say. But to get us started, you've got your item of significance and that's something that connects you with your community and gives us a bit of background. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I did bring two. It was funny, I was clearing out the house the other day and I was talking to the kids about how I started work because we were talking about what they wanted to be when they grow up. And I started um, as a journalist straight out of school as a cadet at my local newspaper where I lived, which was called The Courier and still is going strong in the Adelaide Hills. Um, so I found my scrapbook of all these old stories that I did and all these sort of front pages that, you know, I was so proud of. And, you know, I look back now and I, it brings back so many memories of A, getting my first job, um, but B, learning how to tell stories and learning how to connect with an audience, um, which was a local community audience. Um, and gosh, I learned so much. I made every mistake under the sun. I you know, I used to have to take the photos as well and help, you know, write the story and place the page. We were all hands on deck. Um, and I was there for about four years and it was just the best beginning. And I had great mentors and great colleagues. And, and then I ended up, the next sort of step was the advertiser, which um, 
you know, it was such a brilliant experience too. And because that was more high intensity in terms of turnover of stories, like we're talking four or five a day and you had to be quick, you know. So to me, it really taught me how to get on top of a story quickly Mm. and also learn what the audience wanted, what, what they wanted to hear. That was, to me, just such an interesting journey. And I was in statewide, so I travelled around the state and met these amazing people in communities, like Aboriginal communities and regional centres. Um, and to me, that was the start of something. That was the start of cemented my curiosity about people and what they're up to and life and helping to tell their story. Mm. Um, and at that time... You know, while I loved being a journalist, um, for me, I had an inkling that I wanted to help people promote and be able to tell their stories. And that's when I eventually moved into public relations. Well, there was a lot of, you know, things that you mentioned there. And I loved that you were talking about really connecting with audiences and being part of telling stories within community. Um, Now, and obviously that's something that I'm very passionate about as well. And I think it's the way that we really do connect. Yeah. So for you, you then went on to build your PR business, Rebecca O'Rourke PR. Yeah. Um, and you did that, you've been doing that for 10 years, is that right or more? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was um, at the ripe sort of age of, of 26 when I started the firm. I think mm. it was a mixture of being really naive, um, but really passionate and really sure that I wanted to give this a go. Yeah. And why not? You know, what's there to lose? At the time, I think we we're renting a little place in the hills. So I had one client, which was... Um, you know, Tammy May from my budget and, you know, that was an incredible client to start with and then I built and grew it from there. Uh, one client, two led to eight um, and suddenly, you know, I had a consultancy called O'Rourke PR and then sort of made some changes. My life progressed and I had a family um, back to sort of running it from home, being a virtual agency and, and sticking with about 10 to 15 key clients at a time. And why do you think it is that story and the sharing of story has so much impact? Like, why is that a way that helps them to be seen and remembered? I think um, it's human nature to love a good story and to love pictures and videos that go with it. So I think that that is very powerful when you're out there um, promoting or making people aware of what you're doing. Have you ever come across in business storytelling, for, for example, um, you know, brands that might say, but we're a serious brand, you know, yeah. we, we want to be taken serious. Storytelling is for kids. Yeah. You know, have you ever come across that sort of, you know, um, experience? What I do get sometimes, and I think this is quite common, particularly here in a South Australian Adelaide market, is people wanting to be under the radar or our work will speak for itself. We don't really need to go out and talk about it. We can be really shy here. And do you think that works? Do you think that their work speaks for themselves enough? Is that going to be enough to get cut through? Look, my opinion is not really, especially when you're starting out. If you're in startup phase, there's nothing better than going out with a bang and making people aware of what you're doing with a PR campaign and communication strategy. Mm-hmm. And that's not just placing you know, media coverage and being out there. It's having your social and digital media in place and starting to have great content to share with your audience. And there's never been a better time to do that now. You know, 10, 15 years ago, we really didn't have that you know, opportunity. You know, it depends what industry you're in. There are some that potentially... If it's 2B2B or if it's confidential work, you know, you may not get that opportunity. But if you're forward-facing and you have consumers and other key target audiences, I think you definitely, you know, need to get out there and and tell your story. Mm, Fantastic. And you mentioned there something um, around startups and it's really important if you're a startup to tell that story. And I know 
that that experience that you've had um, and working over these years with many startups and people trying to promote their businesses mm. has led you to create a new business which right. you're just launching and that's the halo effect. So yeah. perhaps you could tell us a little bit about how you got there and what it is, what problem that yeah. the halo effect will solve. Yeah, sure. So over the years, obviously with my agency model, that's been more of a formal um, engagement with, with clients where we work long term, um, which I'm still grateful for for this day. It's been an amazing ride, but there's been a lot along the way that I couldn't help. You know, there's been um, people that either couldn't afford it or... Um, you know, they really wanted to be able to learn how to do it themselves. You know, they wanted more accessibility and affordability. And so I always thought, I'd love just to have something that I can share with them or train them or help them. And that's where the idea for the Halo Effect came about. So the Halo Effect is an eight-week PR coaching course um, where I take, um, take my community on a journey from start to beginning and teach them all the key secrets about how to PR their business and their brand. Um, so things like content curation and how to deal with the media and how to look at your personal brand before you get out there in the media. Um, communicating with influence and confidence. Those kind of things that I've been asked over the years so many times, have mm. a quick coffee and you know, help people with. Now they can sign up to the course. I'm really hoping I can empower people you know, to help share their story, make more of an impact um, you know, and really rock their world, you know, mm. and their industry. Because, you know, I've seen over the years so many people become the go-to in their industry and the media starts to pick up on that and they start to get featured and suddenly they've got this huge profile. And that has raised and elevated their business to a whole new height. Um, so I'm there to give them confidence to do it and, and also share everything I've learned, you know, along the way. Yeah, and certainly because you've got that journalistic background. Because I know with PR a lot of it is that how to, how to present something to a journalist so that they can run with it. Yes. You know, yeah, how to yeah. understand the content mm. from a perspective of what they need. That's right. And is yeah. that the sorts of things you'll be covering? Exactly. Because a lot of the time people say, oh, I can, I can write my own news release or I'll make the approach. But there's just some little things, um, you know, such as the way that that news release is, um, is drafted. And also before I even send a news release, often I'm having a conversation with the reporter first or I've succinctly sort of put it in, a two or three paragraph um, pitch that I send them before we've even given them the story in whole. Yeah. And news releases are changing too. So often there'll be a video news release now and um, you know video content plus photos. So we're delivering a whole package of content for maybe an online news outlet um, or another news outlet that no longer has the resources potentially to, to come out and do the photo that day. Um, so, so it has changed and so it's about understanding their, their needs, their deadlines, what they're after so you can get the best possible result. Yeah. So with, you know, the prevalence of social media now, yeah. has that really, I mean, and you've sort of alluded to this already, has that really changed the face of media Yes. Know, and what yeah. media is. Yeah, it definitely has. I mean, I don't know if you remember back to when it was really newspapers and uh, the evening news and radio were really your primary uh, media outlets and they're still incredibly strong and I mm. still work a lot with, with those outlets and they have evolved. So when I place a story, say, with the local advertiser, it will then get replicated across all their sites online, including the most powerful one, you know, news.com. So then you share it across all your social media platforms, you can back it in with some Facebook advertising, and instead of just having that static, it would appear once in the paper, you've now got multiple cross-purposes and it just keeps generating views. 
Uh, and you can maybe write a blog about it and then you can share it internally or externally with an EDM and talk about it. So I think it's just got bigger and better in my opinion. To me it's about getting your um, credentials in that space, having a nice little video showreel of how you perform in that space, maybe an audio file and then just a really nice succinct summary about what you can offer and talk about. You can get overwhelmed very quickly and often I've had people come to me and they're like, oh, we've got to start blogging and then we've got to be on these five sites and, then we're, and you're just watching them and they're, you know, they're thinking this is going to be so much work and hmm. you know, where do we start? And the foundation social media site is Facebook. So really that's a great place to start. Start nailing your site and your content um, and start doing that consistently well and growing your community. If you're more of a B2B um, business though and you want to raise your profile, um, you know, LinkedIn, you would really need to look at that and invest time in that. Um, we do lots of training for people with working out um, and making sure that their profile looks great and what they're going to say, what their tone of voice is. And we see now more than ever people are using LinkedIn as a platform to share their stories and their videos. If you're, say, a designer, you know, you're in style, you'd be all over Pinterest and Instagram, you've got a beautiful visual product and probably your customers will be lurking there, you know, scrolling on the Instagram feed. So, to me, it's about working out where your customer sits and maybe picking out one or two. And start simple. I like yep. that. Start with one, yep. manage that really well, and then, then grow. That's right. Because too often I see people going, oh, we have to be everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you just can't be everywhere. There's no. There's only one of you to begin with. That's right. So you mentioned there as well, you know, driving sales from your communications and with Facebook advertising as a specific example. But... How do you think that telling stories and, and PR can really help drive sales? It's got influence and it, it's got credibility. So it really makes people trust a brand. Um, if they've never heard of something before, they're going to be Googling or they're going to be going, well, asking friends, have you heard of this? You know, are these guys legit or is this brand good? So you, you've seen the products that have gone like sold out, they've got these influencers online or they've had an awesome PR outcome and suddenly it's like, oh, we all need to get this. Yeah, so making sure that connection is very clear. That's right. And look, and sometimes it is a long game. You know, you've got someone that starts loving what you're doing and, and liking and commenting and they're a future customer. You know, after six months, they might choose to buy, maybe not straight away. So sometimes you've got to commit to this and, and long term and then they start to slowly you know, change and often it can ha happen very quickly. And I think that's so important, the relationship aspect. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes that can be quite challenging because that's long term. That's right. There's an investment there. Yes. And you've got to keep giving and giving and yeah. giving before you're necessarily going to get back. That's right. Which can be a challenge. Yeah. You also mentioned there's something that I think is, is really important is that third party or another endorsement. So you're yeah. saying, you, you just mentioned it conversationally, which I love because it's mm. exactly what we do. Yeah. Have you guys heard of this brand? Yeah. Have you seen this? Have you tried that? Yeah. Because so many times, personally, I've, I've done that. That's, yeah. It's kind of what we do yeah. as yeah. a human sort of condition. And same when you get a really credible um, news outlet, um, like a news.com or, you know, in the food industry, which I do a lot of work in, say, you know, Gourmet Traveller or Delicious, you know, if they're in endorsing or running, you know, an article on a product, people trust what that magazine has to say. They're going to say, well, that's, if they think it's great, 
you know, I'm sure he's, I'd love to give it a go. So I think it can go both with traditional media, but also social media. Yeah, I mean, there's travel websites. Yes. Yeah. Now where I wouldn't book an accommodation place without checking. Yeah. To make sure, see what reviews they've got. That's right. And like, I don't even know these people who are reviewing. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, if I weigh up and go, oh, you know, I, I would literally make decisions based on reviews from people I don't even know. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a bit crazy, isn't it? It is. It is. And I know that some of my clients, you know, they have often battled with that, you know, the review side. So in my course, I do look at social media is amazing, but, but what about the downside? Yeah. What about the trolls? What about the times when there's a public pylon of people having an issue with you or your brand, which can be heartbreaking mm. and it can be terribly unfair and it can happen really quickly. But the good thing is it does pass quickly, but while you're in it, it can be pretty brutal. Some companies may have only decided they needed PR when they had an that's issue. That's right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> which yeah. isn't necessarily the way to go, but no. obviously that's something that you would have covered in your 10 years of PR. Absolutely. Lots of different issues um, over the time. Because every business is going to have them. And that's what I, that's what I tell people, you know. Business isn't some you know, running through fields and swinging hands and there's butterflies and rainbows the whole time. There's going to be thunderstorms, like big ones sometimes, that you'll need help in dealing with. Way back when it would have been you have a press conference or you issue out a statement, you know, in the old school way. Whereas now you can do that online. You can issue your own statement within minutes yeah. of it unfolding. Um, and you can start to answer questions live. I think it's better because you, you're actually hearing you know, firsthand what they're saying about it, and you can quash those comments you know, very quickly. Is there any sort of key tip around dealing with negativity then? You know, is it really important to make sure that you do comment rather yes, than ignore absolutely. it and hope it'll go away? Yeah, yeah you, you, you're right. You have, to, you, you have to comment. The head in the sand approach um, doesn't, doesn't do anything. You know, I, I think you really need to listen. You need to listen really hard, as hard as it's going to be. Or if you may think, well, they're wrong. You know, that that's not really what happened. It doesn't really matter. You know, if someone's done a really bad review and lots of people have read it, um, you, you need to listen and you need to respond quickly. You know, ask your, your, your best customers and the people who love you to get on and, and help you through it. I don't think over being over-responsive or dragging it out every day is a good idea. Try and respond quickly, concisely, you know, and say you're doing everything to fix the problem, show that you've fixed it and then move on. Thank you so much for sharing all your tips, Beck. It's been amazing. And just in conclusion, could you share with us Beck's Be The Drop tip? So that's your top communication tip. My tip is to be brave enough to be the face and the voice of your brand because there's no one better to do that. And if you do that, you'll reap rich rewards. Oh, fantastic. That is yeah. powerful advice. Yeah. And um, if anyone struggles with that, they could check out Halo Effect. That's right, yeah. And that will help them That's right. on that yes. journey. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. It is our mission to help unlock the power of story through this podcast and the range of products and services that we offer. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To get in touch with any specific comments, you can email me 
via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time. Mm-hmm.